Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs postgame show presented by PointsBet. Use that promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Luke Stuckmeyer here with Cody Del Mendo, Corey Friedman, Ryan Herrera. The Cubs come up, as David Ross told us, two runs short against the San Francisco Giants. The winning streak is over, and uh, we made it. We made it. We finished the night. We're making it through the night. You know, I don't have a whole lot, really, honestly, to say about this game. It was all about the David Ross meme that hit Twitter afterwards. Let's be honest. It was <laughs> it was gifts and memes for three hours of, of David Ross flashing the double bird. That was the highlight of the night. I was going to say, yeah. when you watching a game where the Cubs get no hit for, what was it, six innings or something yeah. like that, six is not super pleasant. It's the West Coast. A lot of people staying up later than they normally would. But we got to, I mean, we're going to use that meme for a long time. So was it worth it? I, I would say yes. I've already used Corey. it like seven times. Yeah, Corey's <laughs> like, Corey's like, Corey's going full on meme right now. The, I, I mean, as soon as it. As I start, I saw people tweeting about it. I'm like, well, you know, Brendan heads into the pitch lab. I have to head into the meme lab. I'm like, I have a responsibility to people to <laughs> do something with this. Admittedly, I I miss like the first like inning or two. Like I I was paying attention, but I wasn't. But like the moment I saw David Ross's middle fingers going up go up on the broadcast, I was like, oh please God, let this land on the internet. And then it did. And I was like, as soon as you saw it, you knew it was going to. Oh yeah, but. I, I actually went to like try to figure out how I could get it without actually taking a picture of it through my TV. Uh, and I don't have the skill that Corey does, but yeah. Thank, thank God for the internet. <laughs> so, you know, that's what I was debating. First of all, I probably saw 30 to 40 people post something of it, you know, like just your, my Twitter feed was just a scrolling read of, <laughs> Double barrel fingers from David Bird. You know, birds in the sky, let them fly. The question is, what forced it? Like, what was said to him? Who was he flipping the double birds to? That's that's the real story. If there's a reporter at that game, I want to know that question. I want that answered. What was it? I said it was most likely a fan yelled something like, hey, why aren't you playing Hayward? That would have given a double barrel probably, right? Like. <laughs> uh, how many more days till the trade deadline? That would draw another double barrel from from David Ross. Uh, you're nothing without Lester. Double barrel from David Ross. Anything you could think me. of that might have been the crowd. That. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think? What what could have been said that would have caused him to flip two birds out there? Well, well, let's go through the conspiracy theory, and then I will say on why I actually think he did it. All right. What's the conspiracy theory? Well, okay, so I saw uh, you, you guys know that Cub Zone Twitter account, right? Um, I saw him that whoever runs that account tweeted an old video where David Ross did that and did it straight at someone in the dugout, like I guess last year. I think it was last year. So I think it's like an inside joke. I think it was something like Duffy. that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I do and remember so. That. So Tommy yeah, Lestella, I don't maybe Tommy Lastella. <laughs> so I don't know if it's like I, I don't think he did it to like yeah, in like a, a a mean way. I think it really is just like a joke. He just flips people off. <laughs> yeah, who's the most likely candidate over there? You got Lastella. He could be doing Lestella. it too. He could be doing it to Jock yeah. Peterson. Yeah, Jock I mean Peterson. he would have. I'm I'm not looking at it, but he would have played with Gabe Kapler, right? In Boston, maybe at some point. Could, could be, be could Gabe. Be Gabe Kapler. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Tommy Lastella. Like seems people right. like to pick on Tommy Lastella. Ross would know him. I I, I bet I gotta that's see. It. So it happened. Taylor was doing a report like before the inning started. So the broadcast had actually come back early, which I guess is we're all lucky that they did because otherwise they wouldn't have been filming this. And so like the Cubs are getting ready to bat. So the Giants would all would have been in the field and it would have been somebody milling around still in the Giants dugout. <laughs> so what I, I'll when they archive the game, I'll check the MLB TV, the other feed and see if they were showing 
something else before that inning started the top of the second. That's the uh, type of investigative work we need yeah. right there. That's what we're looking the for. Yeah. Well, they also had like a little delay on the field or something like that too. Wasn't there? I don't know. I, I just remember that might've been why day. they were yeah delayed. Yeah. So that, that's why it kind of just went right to David Ross and just the two double, the two double birds. I saw someone tweet out. I thought this was hilarious. This is like, um, like every 13 year old kid when they walk past their best friend's classroom. I don't remember who tweeted it, but I'm like, yes, that that was all of us at 13 years old in school. Yeah, no yeah. doubt about it. Undoubtedly, I, I said in our Slack channel. I think uh, I see Paul's on the chat. I figure Paul just yelled, uh, "Herb is your dad," and that was the, the reaction was the double barrel. <laughs> oh, I was very quick to be, you know, me when me when uh, Cardinals fans tell me Yadi Molina is a first ballot Hall of Famer. I was very quick to. It's it's. It's blowing up right now. I've had some Cardinal fans in my mentions tonight. It's, uh, you know, it's been a very, very, very well, uh, good night on on Twitter for me. <laughs> uh, so other other awesome. than that, magical moment in live television, they come <laughs> along every once in a while. Um, it's what makes live television great. The other story is that Justin Steele got screwed. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean. Poor Justin Steele goes out there and he takes a loss after giving up four unearned runs. And I mean, it was like, I don't know. I still don't know what happened to Patrick Wisdom. He lost one in the fog. Is, is that what happened? Like he deserved so much better than his line, which was three oh, yeah. and two thirds, no earned runs, four Ooh. runs, six strikeouts. How about it? Poorly. Right. How'd that inning go? Go the air from wisdom. Then there was like an infield hit right down the third base line yeah. and then a, a hit by pitch. Yeah. Which was a- actually helping him. At yeah, one yeah. Point. yeah. And then of course, uh, socks legend, your main Mercedes comes up and hits a bloop single. That's yeah. too like, I don't know. It is what it is. I think, yeah, this I think is you one said where... Ryan, if, you know, Velasquez in center was kind of positioned. Oh yeah. A little weird. You know, not more off right center. center. Yeah. Yeah, it was more right center. I'm like, even if he was if he was playing straight up, like maybe he has because it didn't fall that far away from him. No, um, I was I don't know what the data says, so I'm, I was kind of surprised to see him positioned where he was against a right-handed hitter. Um, so maybe if I mean I I feel like we would kind of say oh against a right-handed hitter got center fielder's position more to left center. You know, uh, he wasn't. He was he was on the other side of the base, and obviously that fell. Fell in a position where like people were saying, "No, oh, he should have dove for it." I don't know that. I don't know that a dive would have gotten him there. It did it look like, from our angle, it looked like he probably wouldn't have caught it regardless. So, um, yeah, no, it was just, just a lot of bad, tough luck for Justin, who like you know, first inning he was painting the edges. He didn't throw a single ball in the middle of the plate, which you know was he was he was doing so well the first inning. Um, just and then just a lot of tough luck from there. Um, yeah, I mean we. It's funny because we talked about on the pregame show how he kind of has that one inning sometimes where he's working harder, and then that ends up ends up with him not being going deeper in the game. This one like was n- through no fault of his own. Yeah, like, it, was, it was a lot of four runs, of his own zero earned. I mean, yeah, a lot I, of things out of his control. I got right. what I wanted though that we talked about in pregame. He has a sub four ERA. It was a weird path to get there, but Justin Steele and Keegan Thompson. Keegan's got a 316 ERA. Justin has a 3.86 ERA. That's cool. Homegrown guys, like, that's mm-hmm. cool. And, and not just that, you know, I, again, I don't think Steele had a, a bad outing. It was just kind of misfortune and weird things that happened to him. But Ullman came in. Before we get to him, I would say Brandon Hughes. Like, when I see Brandon Hughes come into a game, I feel pretty confident, almost as confident as Efros coming in at this point. And geez, I don't know. They might've found another guy. I, we talked about it a lot in the preseason. Cody would always say, I, I, these guys can develop bullpens. And I think the bullpen is the hardest part of a team to find a lot of times, you know, you, obviously you got to go find stars, but a bullpen can be great one year and horrible the next year. And they seem to turn it over and find guys, I hope they found a group of young guys that can turn out to be a consistent bullpen for some time. And, and frankly, you know, you, you hope that Cody Hoyer and some other guys become pieces of that moving forward too. I, I mentioned Alzali in, in the pregame show. If he's not a starter, is he a bullpen guy? Um, they do have some young arms that are, 
are interesting in the bullpen, guys that you didn't even know about coming into this season. And, you know, it was it was like a showcase of them tonight. You know, Hughes, Ullman, you know, Chris Martin, uh, trade value up, Cody. Got out oh, of it. Yeah. Strikeouts. Allowed two hits, then struck out the side. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, man. Like, you – if it, I know I've been wrong about a lot of things. Like, Ryan just loves to let everyone know that I'm wrong about a lot of things. But I have been right about the bullpen. Like I said that the Cubs were just going to throw some guys out there and figure it out. And what have they done all year? They threw some guys out there and figured it out outside of Michael Givens and Chris Martin and David Robertson, which we all knew they were going to get traded either anyway. Like, But like Ullman coming in, Brandon Hughes used to be an outfielder. I mean, it's just if there's anything that I have confidence in going into next year is that the bullpen's going to be fine. And again, I'll say it. I've said it a thousand times. Like, I wish we just had this infrastructure on pitching back in like, I don't know, 2018. <laughs> so it's just, Cody, you were, it is what you it is. Right. But it's not like it was a hot take, but I'll give it to you. you were <laughs> just right. let me have it, Ryan. <laughs> just let me have it. You, like Again, you love to point out all the times I'm wrong. So just let me have my one. I, okay. I have to troll you. I have to troll you. Like it's, that's my, thing. I get it. Corey, get Corey it. trolls, Brendan. I have to troll you. And Luke's just here to keep the peace. Uh, no, I, I'm not going to. Shouldn't troll I be the one with, trolling? I'm like shows, six years older than this kid. When, when Cody, <laughs> when Cody shows pythons like that, I don't say, I don't make any comments. I just kind of step back and let it happen. Like whatever, man. I, I don't argue with him at all. If you want, if he wants me to say Yachty's not a, a first ballot Hall of Famer, I'll say it as many times as he wants. Just Still don't hurt, hurt me with the pythons. <laughs> keep him back in that square in the top left corner of the screen. <laughs> Luke, going to look up troll in the dictionary. There you go. Look up troll. Um, I I know what a troll is. Uh, let's see. What else we have in the game? I mean, Alex Wood, I, I guess he was good. Was, was he Was he that good or were the Cubs that bad at hitting? Like, I, and I, 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 a little bit of misfortune. They looked totally clueless on a few swings. I say it had a really bad night. Yeah. We won't do who you got just quite yet. Corey did it again. Listen, man. I war I warned everybody. Like you know, <laughs> it just is what it is. I I yeah yeah. I'll pick Jan Gomes or something next time. What if you just pick Sorry. someone that's like on the bench, like someone that might get in for like a pinch hit later in the game or a reliever that may. Then or may they'll not come get up in. in the ninth inning with the game on the line and strike out. <laughs> you know, I I can't win. I really can't. I got two months, or I'm gonna go over on our first season here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he did make he did make some guys look bad. I, I as I saw him on the mound, I kept thinking. First of all, you know, it was late. My mind was getting confused. I'm like, all right, Wood, Wood, Alex, Wood. And then I kept seeing VR, and I I would get like chills down my back that VR was PTSD. in the game, and I was having flashbacks, <laughs> and I thought I'd fallen asleep. <laughs> Too many strange names going on in this game. It was just, mm. uh, let's be honest. The game means nothing. It means nothing. We're just waiting for the trade deadline. And then I saw that uh, Tyler Naquin's going to the Mets. Yep. Yeah. The trade with the Mets. So there's uh, Tyler Naquin's the guy that like robs everyone of hits, right? Like he's the one that like, has made like twelve spectacular Except catches in the World the Series. Year. Yeah. Well, and it, they it sounds like Gamble might be traded too. They think from the Pirates, oh, and he's made oh. some catches against. Send the Cubs. him to the AL, please. That guy's a all, Cubs killer. All the Cub oh. killers are leaving the division. <laughs> God, Ben Gamble sucks at baseball, except when he plays at Cubs. And uh, who's the who's the one on the Brewers? There's one on the Brewers too. He sucks at baseball so bad, but he he plays well against the Cubs. You have to find that uh, out. For I have to I have to think of that do one. Some, up. Do some research. What do you I guys- did. I did do some research. Like it was like the last time they played Milwaukee. I think I actually did the research and looked it up. And like his no, oh Jace Peterson. Jace Peterson's uh, numbers against the Cubs are insane. And then you look at his career numbers, and you're like, this guy stinks at baseball. But he's a Hall of Famer against the Cubs. So what do you think about what Isaac's saying that uh, Wilson's out of sorts? Assume it's the rumors, but he looks bad. Uh, David Snyder kind of saying the same thing in the chat. Wilson Hap a little let down after the farewell. I, mean, I don't think there's any question that, that Wilson has said it's it's starting to finally get to him. And he, you knew it would at some point this season. I don't expect him to play very well until he gets traded now. I'd be, I'd be surprised if he has another good game in a Cubs uniform. Yeah, well, David Ross. Didn't he have had had two it. hits, didn't he? I thought Ian had, Hap, had two Hap hits. Hap had a couple Hap of hits, but Contreras yeah. wasn't. Yeah. 
I was going to say Ross said, um, you know, after I think it was Monday's game that he could tell Nick uh, Wilson was getting kind of distracted out there um, as, as much as he was able to separate, you know, uh, all the rumors and, and, and the personal stuff from, from just his play and how well he's done all year that he, I know Ross said he could tell Monday that the, the he, he was distracted out there and like kind of had the, every right to be Wilson kind of talked about how everything's hitting him. So, Maybe that's that as, the, as we get, what, four days now from the trade deadline. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe that's it. And maybe as soon as August 2nd is gone, whether Wilson's here or on another team, like there's once it's over with, then he can kind of move on and get back to focusing on baseball. But maybe, you know, maybe, maybe just a little bit of the mental side of the, of the business is, is starting to you know, have a little, take a little toll on him. I just don't think it's really affecting trade value. Like if, no. if fans want to get worried about that, like I don't think it is. Like I, no. even like Chris Martin striking out the side tonight, like I don't think it ch- changes his trade value. I just like to send the tweets because they're fun. But like, you know, at this point, it's like how much do you need this guy? How much are you willing to give up and get it done if you're going to do it? Like, but yeah, I, I feel like it's definitely getting to Wilson and it sucks. And I don't know. I got nothing for you except for that. That's just, that's just what the league is. I mean, that's just, that's just what it is. He's an emotional guy. We know that. And I think too, like, you know, we've talked before about obviously the benefit of having the DH and letting him get off his legs every now and again. I think in a, a time like this, it may be, you know, kind of the opposite effect. I think being back there and catching might distract him a little bit more. It's, you know, obviously I'm just speculating, but, you know, you just sort of sit there, wait for your at-bats. Like, I'm sure it is, it allows you to kind of just sit there and think about all of that and everything that's weighing on you. So instead of calling pitches and thinking about what Justin Steele's doing and how to calm him down and all that other stuff. I, I said, though, in pregame, I, I don't want to see Contreras catch another game in a Cubs uniform. Oh, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. The injury possibilities are way greater when he's playing catcher than if he's just DHing or not in the lineup at all. So I, I've i given up hope that they're going to throw some last-ditch effort to sign him and be like, hey, you know what? We changed our mind. Here's $60 million. Want to take it? Sure. <laughs> it's it's not happening. They're They're trading him. So get on with it. Don't play him yeah. or DH him. That's the only thing that you can accept at this point. Now the pitchers, the pitchers are a little more difficult because I think teams want to see them. Like mm-hmm. a team would know what they're getting in Wilson Contreras at this point, but someone like, you know, Chris Martin, like I, I think teams do want to see recent stuff from guys on the mound to see what their most recent outings and 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 clock them and all those things. They they what they want their Brendan to come in and break it all down for him. They want graphs with heat maps and what was what was he saying about the release point for Allman tonight? He was all he was excited. He was. I think it's the lowest low. the lowest release point in in baseball or something like that for a breaking ball. Yeah, it was, he's excited. He, so Luke, he Brendan, he added the video for for you. You know, because he, you know, he I, was, I saw it. He's like, oh, my back, my back. Much. I yeah, saw so, it. I still didn't understand it. Let's add no. some video. <laughs> no, the heat maps are the worst. Those are the okay. ones I don't even know what it is. I guess what I would like to know is like how does that benefit the pitcher? Is like is he does his release point that low? Like how's that how's that look to the batter, I guess, to I guess in a way make it harder for that hitter to get a hit or make I contact? think for Yeoman, it's just that it's unique. Oh, and, okay. you know, sometimes a, a different, different look a different perspective, different look, yeah, can be beneficial. I got you. Well, he was he was nice. It was it was kind of like an overlooked story, at least in my eyes. I didn't realize it until after Brandon Hughes came in, and I was like, "Who just pitched the last couple innings?" Oh, it was it was Olman, and he was actually okay. So, again, just uh, I'm sure he's going to get a lot more opportunities after these other, these other bullpen guys are out of here. So, it'd be interesting to see how he does the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, he's like guys like him, Brandon Hughes, obviously, has been up for a while. Um, you know, Rowick's going to still be there. Scott Efrost is still going to be there. And probably be a couple guys that come up from AAA. Um, you know, just some of the names that you've been heard, heard thrown around that just haven't – the roster spots haven't opened up. But 
like we said earlier, like the Cubs are doing well with some of these bullpen guys. So as soon as some of these other guys start getting old, uh, you know, extended looks um, in September or whenever, you know, August, September, whenever it is, um, you know, you, you want to see more performances like the one Ullman had today. It was, you know, two and a third. I don't know. I think it was two and a third clean innings, like two strikeouts. Not I me mean, wasn't like, it, it wasn't like the most impressive thing I've ever seen, but it was like he he did good work and got them through a couple of innings that Justin Steele should have been out there for, but obviously the pitch count got up too high. Ullman comes out of the pen in a, in a tough spot and, and gets out of that and then keeps, you know, just keeps the Giants at bay after that. So you, you kind of just want to see once some of these other young arms in the system come up that they can kind of have similar success where they, they're thrown into, into different situations and are able to you know, pitch out of them. Yeah. Uh, Mike, Mike Bruce in the yeah, comments how about that? from Costa Rica started listening to a podcast recently. First time on a live greetings from Ooh, Costa Rica. Welcome. Welcome. Pretty sweet. Shout out. Yeah. Must. I bet All it's really the nice world. there too. Yeah. Uh, Cody, how'd your bets do today? Oh God. I am. I'm ice cold. How? Okay. First off, Nico Remember, Horner, 60, Nico 60, Horner was, Success, Nico right? Horner was robbed twice tonight. First, first at bat, and then he hit yeah. a liner that went right to whoever the hell is playing second. I think it was Flores again. Uh, so yeah, my belt lost. It was, tonight. Yeah, uh, brutal. It is what it is. Uh, that's gambling, though, right, guys? It is. That's um, why it's called wagering. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, made him over on pay- points bet. Uh, I think I might have to take a break tomorrow. It's just been a bad week. So, but you know. Either whether it's Saturday, Sunday, Monday, whatever, I'm gonna get back on the horse and I'm log into my favorite app, Points Bet. Uh, and you can too. All you gotta do is uh, download the Points Bet app and uh, register your account. Use code CHGO when you sign up, and if you do that right now, you get two risk-free bets up to two thousand dollars. But that's not it. If you make a fifty dollar or more first-time deposit, you receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. That's two thousand dollars in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO Locker, all for making more than a fifty dollar first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions, you can email PointsBet at allCHGO.com, and we'll help you out. You're home for live in-play betting. Just got even better. See an edge in the game you're watching is your favorite team prime for a comeback anyone live bet the cubs tonight just to add on to the pain that we already have i sure as hell hope not don't just watch the game bet along with it live more live betting more live markets and a fast and faster live cash outs follow along with your bets the moment they hit and stay in the live action all game long download the points bet app right now and use promo code chgo so what are you waiting for it's time to elevate your live betting game once the game starts don't just bet live your bet life with points bet if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I you know, started it because I didn't have time, wanted a better gut health, more energy, optimized immune system. Now I've been on it for a couple months and I love it. It doesn't taste super healthy. It's kind of mild. It's tropical. I look forward to taking it in the morning. I just had my annual physical as you guys know, which everybody should go and have that done every year, get a physical. It's like the smartest thing you can do. Um, and, and my doctor looked at me and said, what are you doing? What's going on in your life that has you in such spectacular shape? And I said, doc, I'm on AG1. And he goes, well, that makes sense. Uh, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. A special blend of ingredients supporting your gut health, nervous system, immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all those things. I get a noticeable boost of energy, so I take it first thing in the morning on an empty stomach. It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free. You're all good with AG1. Investing in all-in-one nutritional insurance for less than 3 bucks a day. It comes recommended by professional athletes, more than 7,000 five-star reviews. So right now, reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health and to make it easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs for your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Cubs. Again, athleticgreens.com slash Cubs. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance 
I just Marcus. we are into Friday, by the way. Happy morning to everybody mm-hmm. out there. Happy morning. morning. West Coast game. But I can do things like that because I take my AG1 in the morning, and that boost <laughs> carries on over all the way into the early morning hours of the next day. Truth be told. Uh, Marcus is in the comments. I think he's said before – he's always on our shows. I, I'm pretty sure he lives out in San Francisco. I think he was at tonight's game. He says heading home, watching us on his iPhone. So, Shout on a out. ferry boat. Shout yeah, out. on a ferry boat. Yeah. So, man, we got Costa Rica. We got guys watching the, uh, out in Cali. Boat. Joel wants to know about <laughs> colonoscopies. I can tell you all about it later, some other time. It's a bonus episode. <laughs> Joel was also yeah. telling us, Joel also said earlier in the show, like in the comments, that he had a cigarette for the first time in his life tonight because of the Cubs. And I'm all I'm thinking is, is how did it take you this long? Like, well, I would have started if I was into that, I would have started doing that years ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, and honestly, Cody, when you have those, you have the uh ear pods in, right? Yeah, AirPods. And, and it's yeah. so small on my screen. Sometimes it looks like you have cigarettes tucked behind your ears. <laughs> yeah, it looks like yeah, you just got yeah, just like you got a heater here and you got a smoke yeah. right there. Yeah, like, in the, like in the 1950s, just yeah. You roll them up in your sleeves if you had any, but you're Those not leather chill, jackets. You know? Yeah, leather jackets, greased hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need to get a little bit more sweaty. Yeah, exactly. And how grungy. About, <laughs> how about the uh, roller coaster for Patrick Wisdom tonight? Like. Cody had the 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 stock trade value things going up and down. It was it was like a Rocky Mountain region. It was like down. It was up. It was down. It was up. I mean, the air was the air was horrible. And then he hits the home run, which was how did they ever think that was fan interference? How did they spend know. that long? That was burning me up more than anything during this game. Is that they spent like five minutes trying to decide if the fan touched? I was like. Let's go already. Everybody can see the guy didn't touch it. Let's just move on. They're I think not they even score another run. And I think they even made a comment on the broadcast too. That's like, why is this taking so long? <laughs> so it, it really was kind of crazy. Now we got Matthew watching from Arizona, watching uh, from Connor from Toronto, international for no particular for reason. no particular reason. <laughs> he's probably <laughs> high like Paul and or Ravi. I mean, yeah. He's... Oh, don't let Paul hear you say that. Yeah, come after you. <laughs> You guys been to Toronto? I have. Never. I've been. I've been there. Yeah. That's on it's my list. It's yeah, it's on my city. list. Did you I go love... to um, what part did the Blue Jays play in again? What's it called? Is it called the Rogers Center or something? Yeah, Rogers, Rogers Center. Center. Yeah. But it's yeah. like, isn't it like C E N T R E? Yeah. Yeah. Like they, yeah. You ever been there, Cody? Is that where you went? I've been there, but I haven't been to their ballpark. Uh, okay. Three. I. Uh, long story short, there was a female there. That's all I got for you. That was a while back. <laughs> I was traveled like traveled in traveled internationally. I was uh how old? I was like twenty. Yeah, I was twenty. Yeah, I had my first uh beer at a bar in Canada. That was, I yeah, because the age there is like twenty, not twenty one. It was either nineteen or twenty. Moving to Canada. Very long story on why I was there, but that's we can save that for another day. I got Australia too. Come on, are people making it up at this point? People are just making it up because so we read their name. Like this has got to be total BS at this point. We've got Australia, Aussie Cub. I couldn't be lying. Uh, I believe that one. Really has the comment though. The night, like or morning, I should say, forty-three people after midnight on a weeknight after a loss, eighteen games under five hundred before we lose two of our only All Stars. (laughs) It's different different here. here. That is, when you put it that, that way. So true. <laughs> We're yeah. covering half the globe at this point with people claiming to be where they're from. Somebody's got to be lying out there. Someone's not telling <laughs> the truth. Um, what else happened in this game? Well, I'll tell well, you what didn't happen. For you guys, uh, in a perfect world, where would Christopher Morrell play most of his games for you? Well, for me, I mean, he's – He's had some he's had some moments at second where you're like, what is he doing? Uh, but also he's had some really nice plays too. Um, I think he's been okay out in center. I, I But you assume Brendan Davis takes that eventually, right? Yeah, I I would yeah. I was gonna say third base. I was gonna say yeah. third base because yeah. in your perfect world, um, I guess that's in the Cubs perfect world or whatever too. You know, the Cubs go out and get one of those shortstops and free agency bumps Nico Horner over to second, and then you'd have 
Brennan Davis come up, Suzuki obviously, Nelson Velasquez sticks around, and then you only got a, a few a few other places to put Morel. Um, and third base would be one of them that I think he could play at a high level. Um, or he, he's just a guy that keeps bouncing around the field until, you know, whenever someone needs a breather. I don't know. That, I would say if he was going to start at one one position every game, would have to be third base for me. Yeah, I think I would. I, that would be my opinion, too. I think, you know, it's the position he played the most in the minors. He's played a, a lot all over the field. But I think more than anything, he's played uh, at third base in the minors. And I think as you guys are all speculating, I think just the maneuvering of who you might want to add, where your big time uh, prospects are that are, you know, knocking on the door soon. I think that's probably just the easiest spot for him. Um, I think, you know, maybe second base would probably work too, but it, the, the, when you look at the free agents and like you said, Brendan Davis, if you, even if you moved him to second full time, it's a little harder to look at third base and figure out what that answer is. If you want to make a big splash in the off season, you could ask one of those guys to move over, but I don't think they're going to want to do that. So I think it's just easier to slot him in there. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I, ideally he is the guy that plays a bunch of different positions, right? Like I, I get yeah. that. I'm just saying it, where would most of them come? And that's why I, I think third is the, is the position too. And if for some reason wisdom gets traded here in the next week, you might see a lot of his games start to be there mm-hmm. at third base more, more than we've seen uh, up to this point. I think if, if that happens, you might see a lot of his games mm-hmm. over at third base. I I was getting ready to say that. I mean, I don't know how much longer they can, they can, you know, play Schwindel like at this yeah. point. And that, that sucks. Cause like, again, he's like easy to root for or whatever. But like, in my my whether it's my opinion or not, I, there has to be a point where they cut ties with him, and when they do that, I think that they should move Wisdom over to first, and they can him and Rivas can platoon or you know whatever. I mean, I, I think Rivas should stay on the roster just because of the youth, but I also don't think he should play every day. And at least Wisdom gives you has the most power on the team. Like I, it makes sense to put him at first, and he's shown that he could play first before. So if you move Wisdom over to first, then yeah, that opens up a spot for Morel at at third base more often. Um, and then, uh, you know, play the rest of the year like that, or most of the year, most of the rest of the season like that, and you know, see see where you're at at the end of the year and. You know, I, I don't know if that's even if wisdom makes it past the deadline. I I don't know. Like, it's not like people were talking about him. You're not hearing his name in the rumors. I'm actually surprised by it. I mean, he's been very solid. I know, like, the defense is there. He's got power. I know he, it had been a while since he'd hit a home run until tonight. But, like, so many teams are looking for, like, everything that he does. I know the strikeout rate's high, but. I, don't I mean, know, he like, came up in what, like May of last year. So tonight was yeah. his 50th career home run. Like that's 50 homers in a little over, you know, a year and a couple months. Like I, I would think that there would be a lot of teams that are interested in that, especially, you know, normally his defense has been pretty good. I think solid at, at least yeah. at third base tonight, notwithstanding. So mm-hmm. well, he's got 18 homers this year. What team can't use somebody that's got some pop that you, could then leave in the game and not be worried about them defensively again. Right. Yeah, sure. He made an, a bad error in this game. It was a, it was a terrible play, but it happens to every player. He's not a bad, he is not a bad third baseman. He's an, no. I would say above average third baseman. Mm-hmm. And um, he's moved around, played the outfield, yeah. played first base last year. Like how good he is yeah. at those positions. You know, we don't really know, but you can stick him somewhere. Right. Yeah. And there is also the, when we talk about, um, the him striking out less obviously the last couple months um strikeout rates come down um not anywhere close to like league average i don't think but it's still it's down from where it was um there was one there was one at bat i don't think it was the home run at bat but there was one i remember alex, alex wood threw a high fastball like you know oh out of the zone or up up in the zone like um it, it was clearly a ball um, and he kind of thought it was a strike but it, it very obviously it wasn't and i just i i see the placement of it I, I can go back and try to find it i saw a placement of it and where the pitch was and i'm thinking like prior to this last couple months 
Patrick Wisdom probably would have struck out on that pitch. A high a high fastball like last year, that was like his his Achilles heel was the high fastball. Um yeah. and and he didn't strike out on it, obviously. And I think he's been doing that a lot less lately. I know he's talked about just like making you know simple things like just really focusing on seeing you know seeing ball out, out of um ball out of hand and, and and avoiding swinging at top of the zone which seems really seems like oh if it's so easy why don't you do it right like but he has done that he has struck out on that less um and that was just one example for me tonight but it's like if a guy can make adjustments like that especially this late in his career uh, on top of the power he brings like that home run was that ball was like low and away like that i don't know how he pulled that one but like this stuff like that is like Maybe he's not going to get you the, the most value of anyone out there. So, you know, there's other hitters, better hitters that could get you more. But if he does get traded, like there's, there's probably teams out there that could use someone like a bat like him at some, somewhere in the order, somewhere off the bench, because he has improved at the plate um, on, on top of just hitting home runs. Like he's a, still a good power hitter, um, still has slug, but he's improved in different areas in the plate. And, you know, maybe some he's, teams recognize that he's one of those guys though. Like, especially for a lot of the reasons that you're laying out, like, I'm not sure if I would look to move him unless you were getting something particularly interesting. Like he doesn't cost you anything, which is something that this organization prioritizes at the moment. And <laughs> like, you can move him around. Even if you do make a big splash, like I think he fits I always go back to when he first came up and that team was competitive last year they needed that influx of power and he was huge for them when some of those guys weren't hitting they were going through some slums KBE Javi Rizzo or whatever like Patrick came in and was just launching bombs and I think they were out in San Francisco like one of those series when he first started doing that so I he's one of those guys where like maybe if you put him in a deal like a reliever and it helps to like sweeten what you're getting in return, but if they're just going to get some throwaway prospect or a player to be named later. Like, I don't know, right. that doesn't seem worth it to me. And I like what you said, Cody, like if, if you, if you do want to have him play first a little more, try Morel at third, hopefully we see Matt Mervis, I think at some point playing first base, but you know, you can move those guys around between Mervis, Rivas, Wisdom, cover first base, Morell and Wisdom cover third in the second half and see what sticks for next year. I think that's a, a pretty solid plan. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just a very like I, I'm, I'm getting ready to say this because I was in this like wild ass freaking like Twitter space today where it was full of mainly Cubs fans who were like supporting the rebuild and not spending and I'm what I'm going to say is like if the Cubs plan on competing in 2023, whether they trade Ian Happ and Pat or in Wilson Contreras or not, if you keep Patrick Wisdom, we've already we've all sat here on the show and said that he can be a very nice role player. He's not going to be a guy who can carry your team, but he provides power. He provides very solid defense. He can play all across the field. Again, not going to be a guy who should be. He should not be leading your team in home runs at the end of the year. He should not be doing that, but he sh- he can be a very nice piece. And again, the Cubs aren't paying him anything. So, you know, I know he's streaky. Like he goes through stretches where you're like, how is this guy on this roster? And then he goes through hot streaks. It, it, in a way, it's kind of Javi-esque, except he's just not flashy and he's not nearly as talented as Javi Baez. But he has some of the same qualities uh, uh, or maybe not qualities, but flaws of Javi Baez. And like, it, but there's there's still good things about him as a player too. So like for me, who wants this team to be trying to compete next year, I I would not be upset if they keep Patrick wisdom. But if you, if you know, if the white Sox want a, a freaking power bat bad enough, like, and they want to send us Oscar Colos, then sure. Like I, I do I want to send him Ian Happ? No, but like, if they need a power bat bad enough, then yeah, they can take Patrick wisdom for their number two prospect. I, like that, I, and I know a variety power bat. I think Moncada <laughs> got hot after Luke uh, riled everybody him. up with that trade, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, I sparked him. Yeah. He's like, yeah. oh, my, oh no, I'm gonna yeah, he, he had the chip on his shoulder. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I know that's not like a serious trade, but it, but I'm just saying, like, if someone really is desperate for like a bat, like if someone gets hurt or something, I, maybe, maybe, but I, I just at this point, I just don't see them trading him. Uh, if they want to compete next year. And uh, you all know how I feel about that. 
So I, I, I'm starting to agree that I don't, I don't think he will be traded unless they get just like really surprised by an offer. You know, uh, I don't mm-hmm. think it's just going to be trade to trade because like Corey was saying, he doesn't cost you anything and he does a couple of things. Well, he, he hits for power. He has versatility in the field and he plays pretty good defense. So that, you know, you're trying to collect good players. Is he a piece of the next great Cubs team? Probably not, but that doesn't mean he doesn't fill a roster spot for a little while until you figure out who's going to take that position. And maybe, maybe Christopher Morrell going to third base would start that process a little bit faster unless he'd adjust to another position. Um, Another guy that's similar to that is, is PJ Higgins. Like Higgins is actually a pretty good athlete. Like he, he can play some different positions too, like wisdom. Now he, he just doesn't have the bat that wisdom has. So he has a decent bat, but he doesn't like, yeah. he doesn't have the power. He doesn't I, have a, he's not 18 homers. You know, right. like, I think, David I, Snyder, I think if you played him every day, like wisdom's playing. I don't think he'd have 18 homers. Yeah. I mean, um, David Snyder was in the, chat earlier i don't know if he's still here but he said something about why you know about how gomes just plays more than or catches more than than higgins and it's like you you have to play gomes more so for defensive purposes and being able to call a game we've like the players have highlighted that a lot when they were raved about that a lot right so i understand why they play gomes but i i, I assume after Contreras' trade we're going to see a, a ton of higgins whether it's at catcher or first base or third base so and I'm okay with the Gomes thing too. Like you're trying to develop those young pitchers right now. Give them something that is like supportive to them. It's like we talk about, you know, with the Bears, Justin Fields. Well, how, how are they helping Justin Fields? They have no wide receivers. They have no mm-hmm. offensive line. You want your young pitcher to go back there being up on the mound, being confident that the guy behind home plate is going to call a good game, tell you what to do at the right time and have your back. And, and so that in that way, I understand playing Gomes right now because a the games don't matter, but the development of these young pitchers does matter. Now you, you know you're not they're not going to say that out loud, but that mm-hmm. might be the approach they're they're quietly taking. Um, real quick, if you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow is download that points bet app. Use the code CHGO when you sign up. Not only do you get two risk free bets up to two thousand bucks, but if you make a fifty dollar or more first time deposit, you get a free chgo membership which unlocks all of our web content from ryan and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the chgo locker i believe uh cory is wearing one of those tonight if you have any questions email points bet at all chgo.com and we'll help you out and in case you missed it online sign up is available in illinois you could download that points bet app right now register your account start to finish all from your phone and you're signing up with the fastest sports book it's easier than ever so you can start living your bet life in seconds. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. It is 12.37 in the morning on Friday, and we still got a pretty good chat going. Yeah. I was going to say, Cody, uh, Matthew Gregory in here. You might like him. He said Jan Gomes has more trade value than Yadier Molina. He's trying. <laughs> I do love that comment. He said something earlier about how he's trying to get me to follow him back. I, I don't even know his handle, so he's going to have to. Yeah, Matthew, what's your handle? Something. Next, next, next comment. Yeah. I'll, I'll follow you back if you're going to slander Yachty or Molina in this chat. I'll do that. <laughs> you, guys, you guys will get along great. <laughs> um, Marcus Stroman goes in game two of this series. And uh, you know, I guess we've thrown around the idea maybe not too hard about the idea of possibly trading Marcus Stroman is everybody in this uh four square against trading Marcus Stroman not even like yeah. against <laughs> I just like don't there's like an there's no scenario I can really see in my mind that it's going to happen so I'm not like against trading him just not so no I don't see a scenario that they trade him I don't see it unless they get a package that they can't, you know, that he's not in my, my opinion, he's not on the trading block. Like that people would have to come, come to right. Jed, call him up, see, you know, make Jed an offer that he can't, they, that, that but that's what him. they're doing. Right. Like teams are looking at like who's bad and has somebody that we might be able to use in the post. Like Marcus Stroman is on a bad team. 
Yeah, but I just I just don't see that that being a trade that it's it's, it's not like how that you know they got Drew Smiley one year yeah. mutual option, Wade Miley one year ten mil. Like it's, he's a three year, those seventy million dollar contract, something like that. Like I just I don't see it happening. I don't I don't see a scenario that he that he's not on the Cubs on August third. Well, you can't you can't if, do that if you yeah. if, if they, do it, Corey. If, if you, they you tri- can't if, if, go ahead. If, First of all, his value is not great, right? Because he his peripherals are pretty good, the underlying numbers. Uh, but, you know, he's been up and down. He's had an injury. He was sick. So the value is not going to be there. Um, I think every team should always listen on everybody, right? For years, if people wanted to back up their entire farm system for Mike Trout, the Angels should field the call, right? So field the call. But y- you can't do that because, to me, of what that would signal. Mm -hmm. right? You asked a guy to come here. You probably sold him on a particular vision. And if we're dumping guys that we're signing, this is an even worse situation than I think we all thought it was. Uh, you know, Jed, that would definitely be one of those, Oh, it's, it's not a rebuild, right? Like you're, you're bringing in high tier free agents just to sell them off. You can't do that. Yeah. Unless if somebody calls you, blows you away, sure. Listen, but for a lot of reasons. First of all, you need pitching next year. Somebody's got to be in this rotation yeah. uh, besides Keegan Thompson and Justin Steele. Uh, but the the optics of that would be horrific, just absolutely worse than you, anything we've seen this organization you, do so far. You, you want to talk about the PR nightmare this organization is going to have when yeah. they trade off Ian Happ and Wilson Contreras. If they trade off Marcus Stroman and you want maybe – Say they just fucked around and traded Christopher Morrell too. Like I saw that any, in the chat earlier. In, yeah. Any yeah. anything like that, that will be that will make the PR nightmare like ten times worse. No chance. And it and it also just would not make any sense. No. Would not yeah. make any sense. No. And that's not me just saying that because I want this team to be trying to win next year. And I'm not saying trying to win the World Series, but try to win the division. That that absolutely yeah. makes no sense. This team right now, given how bad they are, they actually look like they at least have half their rotation next year with with Stroman, Steele, and Thompson. Like, and that that's not like I don't think that's a, a weird or bad or hot take. I, I think yeah. all when when Stroman has been healthy outside of April, he's been pretty good. And the only reason he hasn't been healthy was because he got COVID. And then he came back too fast. That it's not even like he went out there and, and like hurt himself it's it that's literally what happened from from my understanding ryan correct me if i'm wrong but like that's what like, you're told so i'm not even worried about stroman being like injury prone you know what i mean and Steele and thompson have been ascending over the last two months so like if you get if if stroman has a strong second and you have thompson and Steele continue to do what they do as in just continue to grow Add more pitches, whatever you know how the, how how things have been working. Then I feel like you can feel good with them somewhere in that rotation. I'm not saying they should be not your number one, two, and three starter. I'm just saying they should they should be in that. And like, I, I just feel like that means that or shows that you have something. So to even consider trading Stroman when he's like I said been out and he's been up and down like Corey said too. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. So yeah, and there's there's also the fact that. You know when when they promised to be competitive, the Cubs would be competitive in 2023. Marcus Stroman was one of the big guys they went out and got right with Stroman and Suzuki were the big free agent signings. If you're trade, you signed Marcus Stroman to a three year contract, and you know he was supposed to help you be competitive this year. You trade him away, going in the next year, and then you're what does it mean? That's again, what does that kind of signal? It kind of signals you know how. Where are you going to go to to be competitive in 2024? Then, if this guy's not around, like this is supposed to be one, probably one of your top two pitchers. He was supposed to be at this year, probably supposed to be the same thing next year. And if you're trading him away, you know what are you doing? Like, what are you doing to replace a guy that's supposed to be a, a, a top two, top, at least top three uh, starter in your rotation? Are you? How can you? How can you say he'll be competitive if you if you trade away a guy like that? So I, I, mean, that's, really, I don't really dis- kind of riled everybody up with that. Well, one. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't disagree with that's that. Going. But what would be that's stranger going. signing signing a guy for three years and then putting out a completely not competitive team out there to go around with him? That makes no sense. And 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 currently, that looks like they're on pace to potentially do it 
somewhat next year unless they roll out the wheelbarrows of cash and go get somebody, which finally would make people happy. But if they have an offseason, if this next offseason is similar to the last offseason and there's not some massive free agent coming, then you're going to – Fans are going to look at it and go, "Why? Why did you even pay the guy? Was that he doesn't put fans in the seat necessarily? He's a, he's a really good pitcher. He's not a superstar, you know. Like people were excited about him, but he only only plays every five days. So, yeah. I, I, for me, Christopher Morel is way less likely to. You know, people were asking about Morel. Morel's way less likely to be traded than Marcus Stroman in my eyes because. He's so young. He is a part of building towards the future. Now, his major league career might not be anything like what Marcus Stroman's is, but I I don't think Stroman's getting traded. I'm just saying I wouldn't rule anything. I just I wouldn't rule anything out. If somebody really goes begging for him, I, I don't think the Cubs know that they would not trade him. I think it's a possibility. I think the state of this – I think this is sort of representative of like kind of the sad – state of affairs that things have kind of gotten to because yeah. like someone like Morel, there's a 0% chance he gets traded unless the Cubs decide to enter the sweepstakes for someone like Juan Soto or something crazy. They're, they're not trading a 23 year old that's doing this. That doesn't no. make any sense. Stroman I think is emblematic of like what's going on here because people just don't trust them. Right. Mm-hmm. They don't trust what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. Right. Like Cody, you talk all the time about the transparency from the front office and it, it does allow questions like that to at least be asked. And, you know, we like I, you know, would they trade Strom and I kind of like scoff at the idea. Right. But am I sure they no. wouldn't do it? No do way. I know what they're doing? I have I no idea. The, Corey, I said it the second they 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 signed him. It looks like they're signing a guy that they they can say will certainly pitch in playoff games. But I can also cynically look at it and say, well, if you're not sure what Miley and Smiley are going to get you in returns, and if you've already talked to the guy about it and said, listen, if we're not winning, we'll get you to a winning team if that's what you want. Right. And and we might, you know, they're not into this, they're not into this with when it comes to Jason Hayward, but if you ate just a little bit of the contract, now you might get somebody's top line prospect if you start eating some cash and give them a guy that's under control for a couple of years. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, they're trying to you know, do different things. I'm not saying that's what they're doing with Strowman. I'm just saying I can't rule it out anymore. They deserve to have these questions asked. They've earned my opinion, this sort of uncertainty. Yeah, I think it's in my opinion, it's less less than fifty percent chance that he gets traded. Yes. we'll go with that. Like, I, I think, I think I, I'm, st- I'm still leaning towards he's, he's on the Cubs. You know, 5:01 p.m. on August second, like he's still on the Cubs. But is it less than twenty like, percent, Ryan? Probably not. Probably not. I mean, I just like. I, we'll go. We'll go eighty twenty. We'll go yeah. eighty twenty. Yeah, I think yeah. We got a, I'm we got with a super you. chat. We there, got a super there's chat. a there's a chance, but it's not a big chance. Yeah, we should. Uh, we should. Yeah, this ninety nine cent super chat from Matthew Gregory. Um, <laughs> he didn't. It. He didn't. He didn't put the comment in there, but he said for Stucky making it to almost one a.m. So shout, <laughs> shout out you. Do yeah. we have to fill twelve more minutes just so I can officially make it to one a.m.? No, I think so. <laughs> no. no uh, you know what I would trade Marcus Stroman for though. Like, Ohio, throw him, at him, and a few prospects for Shohei Otani. Like, well, you want to, yeah. you want to talk about everything we said about Juan Soto this week. Shohei Otani is the one that I would shell out for because that guy can do it all. Literally, can do it all. It's it's less guaranteed time on his contract. They could have whatever they wanted. Yeah. Yes, they can take whatever I, they want. I, would, <laughs> I mean, Morel would, you know, if they want Morel, whoever I mean, they want, take all of them. Morel's untradeable. Morel's not untradeable for sure. If I, <laughs> if I could go to beautiful historic Wrigley Field to watch Shohei Otani strike out twelve guys and hit a bomb onto Sheffield, yeah, I, take whatever you want. And well, they want Stealing Strowman, and maybe they want Keegan Thompson too. And then PCA half and... the system. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll drive them. We'll get a CHGO bus and drive them to O'Hare. You got it. I will. I will say that the the fact that that rumor came out tonight was pretty funny because then I I read the article about it and all it is is full of quotes from executives saying that the likelihood of it happening is is very 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 slim, and that I guess 
one executive said that the Angels want f- the top four prospects of in your system. And hey, to me, I, that's worth it. I don't like, blame them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it's worth it, but I just don't think any t- like. It, it does make the deadline even more interesting that the Angels are, t- are fielding calls for it, um, especially with Juan Soto being talked well, about. I mean, it's but. it's very different. They're obviously extremely different players, but part of the difficulty with Otani is similar to kind of what we were just talking about with Stroman, which is like, how does the organization justify this, right? Yeah. Well, the mm-hmm. optics of this, even the Angels are terrible. Right. They can't win with two generation stars. But how do you justify getting rid of them? You know, the Nationals, justifiably so, are getting ripped for what they're doing with Juan Soto because it's pathetic. Yeah. Stroman is not in that tier, but it would still raise those exact same questions of like, what on earth are we doing here, guys? I yeah. think the Nationals, the Soto thing is the way that it is because the Nationals are trying to, like, who, the owner is trying to sell, right? Or, yeah. You know, and I, I don't know. I I think a lot of our... YouTube comments would enjoy the Cubs entering into that process as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're like, Oh, the team can do that. They can change owners. Yeah. Well, you can change owners. What, what Corey was saying is hilarious. It's like, we're on this, we're talking about Stroman and we're talking about morale. We're like, no way you're not, you're not trading. Like, you know, these other teams are talking about trading the, you know, two of the three best players in all of baseball. Yeah. I, I like those, to think, Luke, in my, you know, naivete that the Cubs are not completely the, you know, the joke of the league, right? They have some integrity left to well, uh, sign th- players like that and keep them. But well, that's the not. thing about the Angels that we always talk about, right? Is like they just they have these two general generational talents that can't win. They they were good with them for what, a month and a half or two, something like that. And what then they played in one playoff game, right? Yeah. Like, game? Yeah. Like it's it's wild, but I. I don't know. Like they, I thought I've always thought that the problem with the Angels is they just can't get the pitching. You know what I mean? It's, and, the, it's the tungsten arm, tungsten yeah, arm Doyle tweet. That I mean, it's the truth. It's the truth yeah. of the Angels. He did that tonight. They lost two to nothing tonight. He struck out like eleven guys. Yeah, or, you know, set some some record. They lost two to nothing. They need John yeah. Lackey. That's what the Angels need. John Lackey, <laughs> a bulldog to win. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else you guys want to talk about before we uh, wrap it up? I can't make it to one. Eight more minutes is too much for well, me. Well, Luke, I did like, I don't know if we have the the picture, but I did like your question of, you know, which coach, uh, you know, giving the middle finger or some sort of gesture was. Uh, yeah, who wore it best? You know, who is, wore is it, it the, best? Is it yeah, the, the famous most shot of Ditka giving the finger at Old Soldier Field? Is it, you know, uh, Joe Quenville grabbing his crotch in a playoff game? Is it Ozzy Gann was caught giving the bird once, or now we've got a double bird, a double bird from David Ross? I don't to a mystery to a mystery person. Yeah, yeah. a mystery person. I think it's Dicka. I think Dicka had yeah. more. Still, Dicka will always be the most famous one. Yeah, but people the sunglasses, the suit. Yeah, people with the have that picture like framed it. and like on their desks oh, yeah. at their job. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. like that, like. He's just like I I don't understand because I wasn't alive in '85, but like people just love Dicko despite all of like his flaws that he has as a person. I, I need to know like how do you make how did you make a gif of that? Like I, I saw the gif hit and it's like you know the little short video that keeps replaying. I know what a gif or a gif is, but I don't know how it was made so quickly. And then I tried to copy her so I would have it in my phone. Can't do it. Can't do it off Twitter. Can't do it. Yeah. And, and I, or you have to send it to us. I can send it to you. Two different oh. fingers, but send it, it working. Send it in yeah. the Slack channel. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, you you know, I screen record it and then there's just websites where you put it in there and it yep. spits out a GIF. There you so, yeah, you can like transform I can't, it. Luke, I can't reveal my trade secrets. You know what I mean? <laughs> you want me to tell people how to make funny memes? I mean, then what would Rockets I be doing? It's supposed yeah. to be a team. A magician, good magician never reveals his secrets. Um, I have something I want to talk about. Oh, Convenient, yeah. Conveniently, we're forgetting about who you got. Oh, we've, com- we've conveniently oh, got we all the end of the time, everybody. We got to go. Skip? Thanks. Yeah. Well, it yeah. looks like we're screen. up at exactly on, one hour. Come on, Joey. Get it on the screen. Let's do this. Joey <laughs> fell asleep an hour ago. He is. Oh, there he is. There it is. Look at that. Ian had uh, hide my shame, Joey. One of the two runs. I mean, that's one of the sorriest 
who you got wins yeah. ever. I was I was totally until he got the second hit, which was not even a, you know he threw his bat in anger over it. I was like, are we going to give one hit? I had a, a no hitter in this. I had a walk. Inning. I had a walk. <laughs> but then he had a still uh, caught stealing also. Yeah, he got caught stealing, trying to steal third in that first inning. My guy hit one hard to second. Yeah. Hey, uh, that first yeah. inning really did like kind of kill all the momentum that the Cubs had at all. We didn't really talk about that, but whatever. It's okay. The first two guys on, and then just nothing, nothing get thrown out at third and strike out, fly out, I think is what happened. Yeah. Well, I'd like to thank my fans out there, always having my back, supporting me. It's a good win. I told you there's a lot of game left in the season. Cody, what's the. What are the standings? Do you have them? Do you uh, I don't have them up, Andy? but I think you're tied with Luke now. We both will... have like 10, maybe. I think you... Here, I'm, I'm bringing it up. I'm bringing it up. Uh, Ryan, so Ryan's you... got the cigarette ears in, too. I didn't realize yeah. that. And yeah, I see that now. Yeah, it is uh, 16 to 12 to 12. Ooh, look at that. 16 to 12. With girls. Kevin having one. Yes. The mad dash to 20. Corey, Kevin has more than you do. And Jerry. I'm going over. <laughs> I think. <laughs> On the season? I think I'm going to go over. I'm like the beginning of John Lester's hitting career. Just all zeros. <laughs> but if they, if it stayed on that trajectory, I'm going to be really good next year. Yeah, so. he's going to work on that swing. He's yeah. going to get that swing down. It's going to be real beautiful. It's going to be better I, than I Jason really, Hayward. I'm going to start picking guys that nobody cares about. So apologies to the Jan Gomes and Frank Schwindels of the world. But you're getting who you gotted by me that's so. right offers for everybody i never for never forget that one time that ryan said to david ross you screwed me on who you got <laughs> oh uh don't even want to talk about that one anymore let's just a crook had it maybe that's knows. what it was maybe that was the double barrel reaction it was ryan tweet texting david ross hey don't screw up who you got tonight and he went to the camera bam double barrel to you herrera I don't yeah, know. maybe he knew I was watching. He probably knew <laughs> I was watching. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks to everybody for staying up with us, especially on the chat. The best fans yeah. in the world. Best we fans we in the made world right it. I, All over I, the world, I, I, Luke. I'm not here to like tell people how to cub because you know Stucky has has said his two cents on that. But I I think that. <laughs> At this point, we all just have to stop being mad about how about the wins and losses. And there's just so many people in the chat who are still getting mad about wins and losses. And if I'm if I'm done being mad about wins and losses, then I mean, I I think that's I I feel like I just need to let everyone know that like it's just it's okay it's okay. So. How many games do we have left? Well, I did the math earlier, like sixty four, something like that. Sixty four games. Yeah. Hang in there, everybody. The race for 63 is it, it, it's actually I feel like we still have a shot. We have a shot here. Yeah, it's gonna be it that's gonna go Tight. right down to the bitter end, I think. Yeah, that six game winning streak helped, man. Yeah, Just, it did. yeah, it did. yeah. It, it boosted yeah. the pace to 63 a little bit. Yeah. We'll see. And we'll see. Hopefully, uh we get a few more in there before that deadline. And uh, you know, maybe that August won't be as bad as we all think. I don't know. Hey, I'm hoping maybe the Cubs get another Frank Schwindel, Frank Schwindel 2.0 this year. Well, uh, what's his name? Nowhere. Crook? Crook down in Iowa? So he's, crook, he's, 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 he's probably going to be up. He's mashing down there. Mervis, maybe. You know, uh, Jackson Frazier, he should be on this roster after the yeah. deadline, you'd think. Um, and then um, Jason Hayward's working his way back. Don't say that. Don't say that. that I mean, that will. Nick Madrigal, the chat loves Nick Madrigal. He's coming back. Oh, yeah. he needs to. Play. He needs to play. He has to play. But he could be the second today. half All Star. He had a double yeah. today. Yeah. I, I. What's his name? Uh, Alex. Alex Cohen keeps tweeting about Nick Madrigal and how he's he's getting hits down there. So there you go. Hey, whatever. We need. Remember we need, last time he flew out to the morning track. Him. That's right. Yeah, took one to the morning track. Took Obviously. one to the morning track. All so, right. Let's you know. wrap it up. 4-2, Cubs lose, winning streaks over, double barrel from uh, David Ross, and uh, that's it for the CHGO Cubs postgame show. Presented by PointsBet. Don't forget to use that code CHGO when you sign up to get those two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Cody Del Mendo, Cody underscore CHGO. Corey, what is yours? Corey underscore Cubs? Yes, sir. 
Ryan underscore A underscore Herrera. And I'm Luke Stuckmeyer, and uh, we will see you next time. Take care, fly the W, and uh, again, as soon as one of these big trades breaks, come on back here. We're going to jump in, and we'll be chatting all in misery together. We'll see you then.